0: The children are good they're living their best organic organic life huh? broadcasting live from an airstream somewhere in tornado alley bringing you the people places and stories from the panhandle to the red river this is your only in oklahoma show and welcome to the show. Today we're headed to Lake Worcester State Park in Worcester, Oklahoma. And later we're gonna talking about those damn mile high gas prices. I'm Brett, and I am Harley. So I had a chance this weekend to get together with some family, had a wedding in Luther, Oklahoma. And driving down Route sixty six, you always stop at Pops. We've got a video coming at Pops pretty soon. Everybody, you gotta stop at Pops, but I don't you don't think about the anything being in in Luther until you drive by it, and you go, whoa, 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 wait, what was that? We stumbled across a place called the Chicken Shack. I don't know anything about it. It feels like a hidden treasure, but it's hard to to hide a treasure when you have cars packed. Dude, I'm telling you, cars packed from one edge of the gravel parking lot to across Route 66 parked on the road. You're willing to get killed. The speed limit's 55. You're willing to get killed crossing the road for the chicken shack. We're definitely going to step back to check that out. But went to a wedding this weekend at a really cool place. It was nice to get together as family. But man, can we not have any more outdoor weddings this year? This is the second outdoor wedding I've been to. And it was hotter than a cat on a hot tan roof. I mean, it was hot. So we do need to apologize about? by the way. We did we released a video. Yeah. But we did not release a show Oof, because yeah. of the bid. Yeah. There, we had we had a little bit of a Rona. We Mo, did. Some of my, my Sharona issue. Amber got it. hmm And uh she's still feeling a little run down. But yeah. we just we were worried about your kids, so mm-hmm. we canceled the recording. Yeah, okay. does everybody in my house have to, you know, how many boxes do we check in my house for people that are immune <laughs> Immune compromised? Can I not have kids? Can my kids hurry up and just grow up so they're not as prone to infectious diseases? I mean, yeah. Jiminy Christmas, I'm tired of hearing about this stuff. Oh, well, I agree. More than likely, you know, your kids are probably 100% fine. but. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. at the end of the day, we got to be careful. you got to take those precautions. I wouldn't have you come over if I had the flu, so... No, and I probably wouldn't. As much as... You know what? As much as I like a break, it's not worth, like, you know, having a sinus infection and all that other jazz that comes along with having a break, so... True. I mean, maybe, you know, if you need a couple of days off, maybe you get monkeypox. That's going around. But I, from what I understand, it's a very... It's a very peculiar case in which in which you receive monkeypox. So I think I'm probably good. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think my chances of getting monkeypox are pretty good. But uh... yeah, I think you're good. Uh, but today's show I think is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, my personal opinion, and I do this. I'm more of the person that does the state parks. Yeah. than you're you that, are. Yeah. I think you probably out-restaurant me by a factor of 10. Yeah. But as far as state parks go, I have a lot more miles
1: on oh, yeah. the Family
0: oh. Roadster. Yeah, your, your Fitbit gets a lot more. I mean, you're having to you to charge your Fitbit a lot more than I am. That's for sure. But I, re- I really think it gets difficult kind of choosing... Oh, there's a ton which, of them. ...which park to go to. Right. The park that we're talking about today, Lake Worcester State Park... Is a lesser-known park in Oklahoma, southern Oklahoma, but it really should be on your bucket list. It is; it's got stunning views. Yeah, you, the Wichita Mountains. The park itself is nestled in a ring—I mean, a real ring—yeah, of pine and oak-covered mountains all the way around. There is 115 miles of shoreline. Can we? And maybe I'm the only one. But can we discuss the elephant in the room that there are two sets of mountains named Wichita, one of which is O U A S or O U A C H I T A, and the other one is W? W Yeah. I every time I see that, I'm either thinking, we're in the same?" I'm looking to go. This is not the same place, but it's always that always bugs me. It's almost like it's, it's like they're competing with each other. For the best Wichita, I don't understand it either, but it—I I think it is funny. Yeah, but this particular park has over three thousand acres Gee. at the base of the Wichita National Forest. It is a real must for wildlife watchers, nature photographers, anybody that is into the outdoors. Right. is going to have a good time. Now, let me stop you. Yeah, you think I'm not so much into the state park? I love to. I'm. I would probably. Check off the wildlife photography. I love to take. I love to take the pictures. I just. I'm not a big camper, right, type guy. I do like nature trails. I like to hike. I just don't want people thinking that I sit around and check my blood sugar all the time. No, I, I wasn't <laughs> even implying that. Okay. I just. I think you're I, more in line. I I do it more than you. Yeah, do. you do. You do it more than me. Okay, and and some of that is your current situation. You've got two <laughs> children that are prone to it could be taken out by a rattlesnake bite. Well, they could probably be taken out by a squirrel bite. This is probably and true. They're tiny children. Right. So uh, I get it, but um, you know, I, I wasn't I wasn't No, I get you. I'm thing. just making I'm not trying I don't I don't feel like I need to defend myself. I just need the listeners to understand that I don't just eat food. Uh <laughs> but I did notice that a lot of our video feeds are it's the cheeseburger. It's the freaking gyro. So yeah. I like I like outdoors too, guys. We're going to have a separate YouTube channel called Brett Eats Stuff. (laughs) Brett Eats Stuff. (laughs) One of the really nice things about Lake Worcester, though, the trees, they don't look like Oklahoma trees. They're tall, huge trees, and you don't see a lot of that in Oklahoma. Even the big trees in a lot of the state parks are smaller in comparison, and I think a lot of that has to do with the weather and the the fact that any tree that gets too too big for its britches, a tornado comes and knocks it down. So well, you know, when we went to Hugo and we were coming back, and we kind of uh, were coming up the turnpike and going through, or I don't remember where we're we going. We we're going through McAllister eventually, but there there were just rows upon rows of pine trees and evergreens. There was a point where I was like, this feels like I've never been to Oregon or Washington Upstate Washington State, mm-hmm. but this feels like it. Just you know, we talk about it all the time about. How diverse geographically Oklahoma, Oklahoma is. is. Yeah. Southeastern Oklahoma is is probably a prime example of it is. It really takes you into. I mean, it's mountains. It's it, it's it just it's like a completely different landscape. It really is. And as far as the park goes, there really is a wide variety of mm-hmm. things to do though. Yeah. So you've got you know obviously camping, boating, water skiing, again. Huge lake, seventy three hundred surface acres of lake. Wow! They've got a water spray park, which is a popular destination for the mm-hmm. kids. They've got a disc golf course, miniature golf course, the hiking trails. They've got self guided <laughs> nature tours. I don't know about those. Okay, if you're, let's say you're a a novice, well, not quite a novice at, uh, let's say you're at my level. I'm looking for a a path that goes in and a path that goes out. Because Yellowstone, those places like that have self-guided tours and people don't come back. Uh, that's Most of the state parks in Oklahoma, when they have a self-guided tour, it's typically a loop. Right. I don't want to have to tie, you know, take yarn with me and tie or ribbon and tie it to the tree so I can find my way back. Especially in the summertime. Agreed. But you'll definitely see a lot of wildlife while you're there. Deer, ducks, rabbits, all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. And during the winter, you'll see bald eagles or... The um, Golden Eagles. You know what's funny? It just over, maybe it's just because I'm outside more, or I'm doing more outside. Not just in a restaurant. There've been a lot. I've seen a few eagles. Just hell, I saw an eagle in South in South OKC one time. Like well, in South OKC, yeah, like perched but- up by the Walmart. Like, has I mean, the, the eagle, have we dropped so that the eagle is a regular customer at Walmart? Is Walmart that big now? That even the eagle shop that there? even the eagle shop there. I think so. <laughs> Living next to a pigeon. You've got pigeons over here on this light. you got a bald eagle nest. I'm, I don't know what's more patriotic. An eagle at Walmart? It's got to be on the top of the list. I, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that should be in like a... In a uh, a Trump campaign something ad. or an a, eagle on the Walmart sign or an, or an NRA <laughs> an NRA ad or something like that. Speaking of NRA, though, yeah. hunters are going to enjoy this place. Mm-hmm. You can't actually hunt at the state park, so you don't right. have to worry about anybody uh, <laughs> taking out the rabbit that you're watching. You right. know, while you're you don't have to wear a reflective right. orange vest to walk your dog. But there is the nearby Worcester Wildlife Management Area, which does have hunting. They have a waterfowl area. So it's close to the park. Yeah. So if you're camping, you can actually take part in some hunting. The uh, Poto River, this is Oklahoma's only river that flows north, feeds into Lake Worcester along with a half a dozen or more mountain streams. And this is a perfect place for fishing. Mm-hmm. You've got an abundance of northern bluegill, channel catfish, flathead catfish, white bass, smallmouth—basically all the fish. You've got all the fishes. Now all you got to do is catch them. I mean, it's an ang- an angler's dream. It really is, and nobody really talks about it much. I maybe you do if you live closer to there. May I would think so, but I think it's one of those. I think this is one of those hidden gems. Yeah. I really think that as far as Lake Worcester State Park goes, it's probably one of the lower trafficked parks. So if you really want to not be have a lot of people up in your business while you're enjoying nature, it's probably a good spot. Well, you know, every time we talk about a place that's kind of a hidden gem, next thing you know, they've got shuttle services and they've got land bridges and they've got all kinds of cool little Cool little kitschy cabins and all kinds of stuff popping up. I don't want, I don't want the Lake Worcester community to get, to get mad at us if all of a sudden, you know, they come, they come in and somebody's got eminent domain on the side of the mountain. (laughs) There's a chance. It has happened. It has happened. I will say it has happened, but some facilities at the park, you've got comfort stations with showers, that sort of stuff, picnic tables, group picnic shelters, lighted boat ramps. So, uh, they've got a playground. Swimming, they've got everything. Yeah. It's, there's a lot of stuff to do. It will definitely keep you busy for a week. They've got cabin rentals mm-hmm. that can accommodate up to six guests. Yep. These are beautiful spots. Some are right on the lake. You've got RV spots, tent spots. The nice thing about the cabins, yeah. they have either a lake view or a park view, stone frame fireplaces, oh, man. easy access to hiking trails. So, again, it's really pretty. It's a really good way to get away from ex- it all. And it's accessible. It really is. I mean, you, when you think about it, oh, southeastern Oklahoma, I know so many people that just bypass and go all the way south across the Red River, all the way north across the Mason-Dixon to do something fun. Dude, it's right here. And as much money as we've been putting into the tourism department lately, yeah. into... into uh our national parks that we have here, you know, what, two million, a couple million here and there. They're really keeping it up. They one hundred you. Yes. So we've been camping several times this year already. Yeah. And one of the issues that we run into, mm-hmm. the camp spots that we like, the campsites that we like, booked up forever. Yeah. And do you think it's gotten kind of a side on that? Do you think it's gotten worse since COVID? Are more people looking to get out of the city now or I what? think a lot of it is, but I think a lot of a lot of it revolves around the amount of effort, time, money that the state has put into the state parks. Yeah. A lot of when I'm at the campsites, I see a lot of Texas, yep. a lot of Kansas, a lot of Missouri, a lot of Arkansas license plates. I think we're drawing a lot more out of state visitors to our state parks. Because of the job that they're doing at the parks. Yeah, they really, and when I went, you know, it's been some time ago, but that campsite that you guys stay at normally was clean as a whistle, and they were adding stuff and upgrading stuff, and I remember as a kid going to Texoma, spent most of my summers in Texoma, Hell, I've still got the smell of, like, dirty bathroom embedded in my brain. You know what I mean? That's one of the things that I will say is a huge improvement at all of our state parks. The bathrooms, not only does it seem like they're cleaning them more frequently, but the design, the the initial design of the new bathroom buildings makes it easier for them to clean and harder for them to get dirty, so it's... Kind of the best of both worlds. Well, and I think if we've learned anything over the course of the last two and a half, almost three years, cleanliness may, in fact, be close to godliness. So you're going to see, you've seen a lot of that, even, hell, even when it's not a you know touristy destination, everybody's cleaning a little bit more. So, it, and it just, it just draws more people in. When you're not having to be the cleaning crew while you're there to clean up your site or yeah. Or doing your part to make sure that the, the, the campsite areas are not are are not trashed out. It just makes for it's just it just makes for a better vibe. That's all. I agree. If you want more information on Lake Worcester State Park, check out our show notes for links to all of the details. And coming up to the right, we're gonna tell you how you could save a lot of money by not buying any gas. I'm kidding, gas is just too high. We'll talk about it after this. So over the weekend, I was wearing my legalized marinara shirt. Oh, yeah. From, from Decentios. A, from Decentios, yeah. And somebody asked me about it, and I literally ended up spending about 20 minutes talking about Decentios pizza. I'm telling you, that's the best way to advertise. I really think it, I think it's better than a billboard. And, it's cle- and that shirt happens to be, I have one too. It's clever. It really is. And I think it's super important for small businesses to have something like that. A, I like wearing the shirt. Yeah, it's a comfortable shirt. It's it's the colors are great. I've washed it most multiple times. It's holding up. Well, not even that. I just like wearing the shirt. I think it's funny. It fits my personality, and it attracts. Well. That doesn't help me any. Right. Okay. Let me give you a quick example. I went to Tulsa. Went to a concert. Was wearing a Selena T-shirt. I had more people stop me about. I like your T-shirt. Love your T-shirt. Let me can I take a picture of your T-shirt. What does that tell you? T-shirts. It's a, it's the T-shirt, man. They didn't want a picture of me. They wanted a picture of the T-shirt, which is hilarious. It's funny. If you have a small business or your name is Selena and you need T-shirts. Ronnie Davenport over Mm -hmm. at Tailboard Apparel. He's a firefighter, a screen printer, and a part-time submarine captain. And he cleans pools, too, and can mow your yard. But if you want a free quote, all you got to do is give him a call, 405-517-2174. Or find him on the web at tailboardapparel.com. Well this this next story's just it goes all over me but it's from KO4R. The headline is it's all about supply and demand locals local experts weigh continued surge of gas prices. Now you travel and you drive a truck, I drive a Tahoe. The gas prices I don't I think if you're driving a Geo, you're still not sweating 467 a gallon or 476, but I'm seeing it for $5 a gallon. I'm seeing it I'm not seeing it any less than four fifty, but as the prices continue to climb to historic rates, I might add yes it's it's during the worst possible time of the year to have gas prices through the roof. Oh, for sure, and for the first time ever, I yeah. spent more than a hundred dollars at a gas pump for the first time since I've had a job, I'm only putting a half a tank of gas. In my car, we're gonna to have to start doing three shows a week in one night just to keep me from having to drive to Chickasha every week. But according to a national average, the national average is four dollars and 91 cents, up nearly two dollars from almost a year ago. I mean, hell, I would, I remember, I remember when I was so mad when gas was three dollars a gallon, and we thought for sure it would go away. Yeah, but right now. 449 is kind of, according to AAA, is kind of the the average right now. Yeah, it's bad. I'm I'm not a fan at all. I feel like this is one of those situations, and maybe it's something you get to in the news story. But I feel like this is one of those situations where the federal government should be doing everything in its power to remove roadblocks on getting more supply. Yeah. Well, according to Greg Bird's PhD, he said there's no period that I that he could find in U.S. history. That where the same rapid doubling of the price of gas has occurred. Now, this guy isn't just a PhD. He doesn't just push paper. He's, he also serves on the chair of economics at the University of Oklahoma. And the closest that he could find was back in the 1970s where gases were increased that much. And you look at the gas, the the gas shortage of the 1970s when there's lines down the street for gas that was 25 cents a gallon. I mean, he also cited additional compound factors that contributed to the high prices of gas, including those of the outside control, the current presidential administration, which is a that is a big point of contention right now. Who do we blame? You know, we've all seen the the stickers on the gas pump that says "I did that." Uh, I mean, I think, <laughs> and some may say some say yes, some say no, but you, there are there is recent the we got to talk about the pipeline. I mean, we've got the Keystone Pipeline. That's another point of contention as well. Yeah. I mean, the conflict between Russia and Ukraine, it always seems when we're when someone else is at war, whether we're, we're involved or not, there is a cause and effect there. But, uh, I mean, we're just undersupplied in the oil and gas right now. And maybe it's just the Oklahoman in me, but I'm kind of of the opinion, you know, like drill, baby, drill. I feel like if we had all the activity that we had a few years ago on new drilling in Oklahoma, that it would make a difference. Well, and he goes on to say that, you know, I mean, he's got a great point. We need oil. The world needs oil. Turn it on. It's here. You know, that's a lot of your um, environmental supporters are completely against us drilling and harvesting oil here, but it's under us right now. Yeah. I mean, it would save us a fortune, but while we're, while the world's in the middle of a tug of war, we're we're the ones that are waiting to see who's going to win. And I, I just, it's hard to say who really comes out on top here. But I feel like, I don't know. I don't want to get into a political discussion. No, but, not at all. But I really think this is one of those situations where doing a lot of your traveling closer to home, right, makes a lot more sense. Not only for you, the consumer, because you know if you're not driving seven hundred miles. To go to a park in a different state. Yeah. And you're only driving 70 miles, you're saving a ton on gas. Oh, yeah. But more importantly, that's money that's staying in our economy, in the Oklahoma economy, that is kind of helping buffer, kind of yeah. keeping us afloat a little bit. And I think if, if the, even local government, if they would do more to kind of outline that there is a silver lining to it that you can adjust your your way of thinking and the way of living to kind of mitigate all the BS and bureaucracy that's going on, and just to kind of wait this, wait this thing out. There's things that you can do. You know, it's, well, I'll, I'll tell you what, if we don't buy gas, they'll quit selling it to us for that. That doesn't work. That's no, no, not no, going to work. I don't know. I, I'm paying the, I, you know, we said we'd never pay for $3 a gallon gas. We never thought we, I never in the world would have thought we'd be paying for almost $5 a gallon gas. We had some friends that were in California. Six dollars a gallon for gas. I'm not shocked. No. It's California. Yeah. But it's still outrageous to think of. It really is. And you know, we've talked about it on the show yeah. before, you know, trips on a tankful, that sort of stuff. That's exactly where I was going with that. A tankful is a different story altogether right, right now. Well, and with that being said, if give us your trip on a tank full recommendations, we want to know where you're going. Absolutely. We would love for some of those hidden gems, some places where people can travel. It's a little closer to home Mm -hmm. and has some surprising benefits that people don't realize exist. Um, As far as recommendations go, there is another thing that I would like to ask. Sure. If you're out visiting a place in Oklahoma that you heard about here, Mm -hmm. let them know you heard about it on the Only in OK show. Absolutely. Tell them all about us. Absolutely. Well, this has been the only an okay show. I am Harley, and I'm Brett, and we're out of here. Peace. Besides, you have a bugger, and it's distracting. For the kiddos. The children are fine. The children are good. They're living their best organic organic life now. Speaking of organic, how is the... Um, Look at that dog. He's a beautiful... Just, he's such a beautiful animal. Still uh, anti-vegan. Not... not ex- Tonight we're having tater tots and uh, potato boats with fried bacon in them. I mean, we're not doing anything like that. But I have integrated some, some waterfowl into my diet. <laughs> not waterfowl. Can you buy duck? Yeah, where? Uh, specialty stores. Okay, that sounds like a guy that doesn't want to tell me no like, where to get it. Certain stores have them; they're special. I would think uh, you're probably gonna have to go someplace like Whole Foods. Nope. or No duck. No duck. No duck. No dice. No duck. No dice. No duck. Um, I bet you can get them at like the health food stores. Like the health food grocery stores, mm. and you can probably buy it frozen much easier. By the way, really? Duck on the rocks? I don't. I don't know that it would be that good. I don't think meat that's frozen, unless it's like a fresh from the kill, is is that good? Like if you went and got had somebody process your meat mm. and then you froze it, I think it's probably better. I don't know. I lost hope in humanity when I saw that you could buy it like a. I don't know if it's like a pheasant or a small chicken in a can, bones and all. Have you seen that? No. Yeah. Dude, you can get bread in a can. Mm-hmm. There's cheeseburger in a can. Yeah, I've seen those before. But yeah, you take the whole chicken out. It's like a like if a rotisserie chicken got slimed by slimer. Oh. Or like a it's like a giant like, if you had a bone in Vienna sausage, it's just this, I mean, it's a whole chicken, but it has the same, the gelatin, the, you know, oh, that's the, that gelatin, that's the good stuff. I put that on a cracker and I eat the other with my fingers. No, I don't. But yeah, you can get, you didn't know you can get a whole chicken in a can? Um, don't know. Yeah, it's a big, and it just kind of, kind of slurps out when you, like you spam like, soup's on, like, yeah, if you're the kids, you're like, ah, oh, it's Chicken Thursday. Uh, uh, whoo- whoo- <laughs> so I was camping. Good. Yeah, camping was good. And what did I do this weekend? Oh yeah, I went to a wedding in Luther at a place called the Broken Horse. Can't be right because it sound it doesn't sound like a place you would want to go to. Come to the Broken Horse Barn and have a wedding. Like uh that doesn't sound fun. What was it? Broken Horns? Sol- no. Dude, there is a place in Luther, Oklahoma. I still have yet to look it up. I need to do that. So we're driving. We're almost to the place. And we're seeing this. looks like a gas station. It is. A little convenience store. But there are cars like parked everywhere. So we're like, oh, that's interesting. They must have like a little bar or something. Because you can see attached, there's like a little bar looking thing. Yeah. So driving back, there are cars parked on the other side of the highway, like the road. Other side of Route 66. We're like, okay, okay whatever it is, they're having a wedding. Like, I, I need to pee. So originally the plan was we are going to go back to Pops. I was going to go back. But we're kind of pulling through to kind of recon what this place is. Because you can see, like, lights strung in the back and what looks to be seating areas. You kind of just you get enough of a glimpse of it to where you can kind of make out, that, okay, there are people back there. So we go in, and I park, and I look back there. It's a fried chicken joint. You can smell fried chicken. Like, imagine if Aisha's opened the windows. <laughs> and then there's people, they're sitting on the tables. Uh, they've got tables out there. I mean, it's like almost like a place like they, that very, if, if if we've ever heard of it, I'll be surprised. And it was just like a, you get your to go, what appears to be like to go orders in the front. In the back, you've got an order counter. Like, you literally have to pull into this place to really get a really good, a good sense of what it is. But, After they're smelling the chicken, Mm -hmm. then looking like a lot of their decor is... Like they've got a... You know those big wire spools that a lot of people use for tables? Well, they've got one of those in front with this little pyre-looking thing with a chicken on the top of it. So we ate at a place called Deb's Burger Land. Where? In Davis, Oklahoma. Really? Yeah. And I gotta say... Uh, I was... Impressed? Not impressed? What? I was impressed. It was, uh... got a chicken shack. They served that shit on, like, a tray. Nice. Anyway. That looks very Aishin-esque. It's one of those, if you like Aishans, you'll love our place. But it looks like they've got little wings. Anyway, so Deb's Burger... It's Deb's Burgerland in Davis, Oklahoma. So, I go in. We were kind of like, yeah, we don't know what we want. And I'm pretty sure it was Deb... Gave us the rundown on what to order, how to order. Yeah, she she had the whole spiel down and uh yeah, I liked everything we ate. What'd you get? I got a burger and a salad. I tossed the bun, but did you? Yeah. how was a burger. It was good. What'd she get? Uh burger bur- beer. I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, so it's in Davis. Mm-hmm. Pretty easy to get to. Yes. It's right on the main strip in Davis. Hmm. Yeah, his, what's the history? You get you get history. Not really. Does it look like it's been there a while? It does. The sign <laughs> looks older than me. Hmm. All that. Right. So it's at least like hundred years old. Yeah. No, I was gonna say. I was gonna say at least forty years old. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> there is news, by the way, some local news. J and W is was on Guy Petti. Yeah, J and W is now brandyless. Really. Take his job and shook. No. What happened? My understanding is she went to put in her notice. She was giving them like a month. Um She's opening up her own spot. Where? In town? In town right on the... It's the closest building to the train depot on the south side of the road. So there's a hotel. Yeah, the Hotel Chickasha. Yeah, on the other side of that... There's a little something on the corner. Yeah, she's on the other corner. Oh. Yeah. and um, Where'd you get that? It was on Facebook. So Um, anyway, she uh, gave them notice, and they told her to pound sand. So J&W is without the key component of J&W. Were you the one that told me that Guy Fieri was at J&W? No. I heard that somewhere. I believe you. Yeah. But I I wasn't aware. Either do her own thing or buy them? Mm Mm-hmm. Who's running J&W now? Trevor. Trevor. Oh, wow. Hmm. Have you eaten there in a while? Yeah, I ate there probably last week. Breakfast? I don't recall. Yes, breakfast. Mm. Well, has she inked the deal with the the new location? I'm not 100% sure. I don't know any of the details on it. I know she put up some mock pictures that they had for the logo and for the sign out front. And they're working on retrofitting the... What is the... I'll look at the Facebook page, but what is the... What type of what are we what are we what's the, the, the desired aesthetic? I think that it is called Brandy's Barn and Grill. And I'm willing to bet that it's gonna be some hamburgers and some bomb ass breakfast. It better be. <laughs> it better be, man. I could I could not see her for six years and she'd still know that I wanted a large coffee. Dude, I don't I, I'm telling you what, she is a uh, a phenomenon. I don't understand. I think she's a lot of what what drew them drew people there. Oh, for sure. Yeah, like literally, Brandy knows everybody. Everybody. Like you come into J&W. If you walk into J&W Grill and Brandy doesn't hand you your drink as yeah. you're walking in the door, then you've never been to Chickasha before. Well, I mean, you know, we've been there, and again, you've been there more, but we've been there when she's not there. And they don't know their asses from, the, from a hole in the ground. The, the, She's a big part of that. She is a big component of that. Of of yes, I agree 100%. Well, I'm looking forward to the, the <coughs> Brandy's Bar and Grill with breakfast. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking that I probably won't be able to get a seat there for six months. You think? I'm going to bet. I mean, I think we should pump them up. I agree 100%, but I think that <laughs> that it's probably going to be standing room only for a while. She's good at what she does. Yeah, she is. she is. And it's a huge loss. I don't know what happens to J and W Grill in the uh, after the fact, but that is a huge loss to Jane. I J&W. mean, you know, they do breakfast, lunch, and they're not they're not open today. They're not. No, I drove by there at dinner time and closed. What is today? Wednesday. Yeah, I thought they were closed on Sunday and Monday. <clears throat> in three, two, one.